BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. With Capella University's FlexPath learning format, you can earn your degree online at your own pace and get support from people who care about your success. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. This isn't your average business podcast, and he's not your average host. This is the James Altucher Show. Today on the James Altucher Show. A few weeks ago, we had on Steven Pinker talking about what it means to be a rational person and how most people are irrational. So there's a test that I just gave Jay, the producer, and Robin, my wife. It's called the Cognitive Reflection Test. And it's a test to see how rational you are. So let's see how they do. Yeah, make sure you don't touch your microphone too much. I like touching my microphone. <laughs> Stop touchy, touchy. He's like, not, like caressing yeah. it. I know, it's not rational to touch your microphone. It's not rational much. to touch my microphone, but a lot of things I do are irrational. We are all, as pointed out by Steven Pinker last week on our podcast about rationality, we are all pretty much irrational creatures. And that's a good thing. So... Uh, Daniel Kahneman famously won the Nobel Prize for doing research on cognitive biases. Cognitive biases are like shortcuts the brain takes in many situations where it, it, it uses fast, intuitive thinking as opposed to thoughtful, calculated, reflective thinking. So that's, he called it system one thinking, which is more intuitive and, and very fast, and system two, which is longer term. Or maybe it's the other way around, I forget. I like the naming system right there. System one and system two. Just, just it's easy. It was easy peasy. These are a bunch of scientists. He could have called it like intuition yeah. and the other one is like calculation. Yeah. Or... You, you, know, you, know, you know how they always name a planet, uh, you know, with their name? He just named it like system one and system two, you know? Maybe he's a very humble guy then. Yeah. Like he didn't call it the, the Kahneman way of thinking is the thoughtful way of yeah. thinking. Like, right. So, so, you know, like here, here's an example. Like, confirmation bias. You see this every day on Twitter. Mm -hmm. People will only listen to facts or hear facts that confirm their, what they already believe. They won't even hear sometimes things that they don't believe right. or, or they'll, you know, they'll dispute anything that doesn't already correspond with what they believe. That's called confirmation bias. Then, uh, I forget what this one is called, maybe availability bias. But if you own a Toyota Corolla, for instance, you might see more Toyota Corollas mm -hmm. on the street than you norm than you used to before you owned a Toyota Corolla. Mm -hmm. Or there's Dunning Kruger bias, which is my favorite, which is that nine like an example of it is nine out of ten people think that they're an above average driver, which is impossible. Like only four out of five are. But Dunning Kruger bias makes you think you're better at things than you are. And right. I love 
I am I am a perfect example of someone who has that bias all the time. What makes somebody like that? Everybody has these biases. Everybody is like that. So whatever you do, that whatever activities and skills that you do frequently, you will think you're better than average at it. If you whether you are or you aren't. It's funny. I think it's interesting in the sense that even if you realize you have done in Kruger bias, that it's very hard to avoid that the biases. Yeah, Daniel Kahneman um, thinks you can't avoid it. It's impossible, even if you're aware of them completely. Right. And other people are more. I, like I, I've had a lot of podcasts about this, where I think you can avoid it a little bit if you're aware of it. But like a great one that's used in persuasion is anchoring bias. So let's say you're asking your boss for a raise, and your boss says to you, well, how much of a raise do you want? And you say, well, I was thinking of a, a million dollar raise. And then of course that's ridiculous. He's not gonna give you a million dollar raise, but that anchors your boss at a high number so that they're, it, it statistics show they're more likely to give you a higher raise than they would if you, if you make a joke, well, I just wanna make $10 a year. So if you right. say, I wanna make $10 a year, and you compare that to the group of people who say, oh yeah, I was thinking a million dollars a year. Both are ridiculous, but the people who ask for a million dollars a year will get bigger raises. Right. And there's a whole, there's like a, like Wikipedia lists like 200 biases. Now somebody came up with a test and this is in Steven Pinker's book, but, uh, it was come up, but this test was developed by psychologist Shane Frederick, and it's called the cognitive reflection test. And uh -huh. it measures basically whether you use more system one thinking, which is the think quickly without reflection, you know, and that's sometimes called intuition, but sometimes people just think too fast. Like they should slow down and think things out more, more reflectively. And system two thinking again, requires conscious thought and effort. There's three questions and I'll describe, and I'm going to ask Only you these three. three questions and keep track of your answers. Can you keep, keep, keep track yeah. of your answers? Yeah, 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 mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. everybody listening should keep track of their answers. Mm -hmm. Don't, um, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> and, and you write them down if you want. So, um, okay. Uh, cause but a lot wait, of people. Can I say one thing? Can I ask? Yes, one thing? you can say one thing. <laughs> like sometimes you may be, you know, thinking, uh, like number one, with one situation, or maybe you would think about uh, doing it like uh, thinking number two um, in a different situation. Is that right? I mean, like, okay. Right. It's not system one thinking is not bad, and system two thinking is not good, which I think is a mistake people think. Because we need to, like, in this description of the cognitive reflection test, this one article I'm reading basically says, oh, you, you think without reflecting, but that's the same as intuition. But you, some, some things like if you meet a person and you have to decide really quickly, whether, I don't know, you like them or not, like let's say speed dating or whatever, or, or a sales guy shows up at the door and you have to decide if they're trustworthy or not, you use your intuition. You can't, you don't know anything about them. So, so sometimes you have to have good intuition and, but this test doesn't measure whether your intuition is good or not. It just mentions whether you're more intuitive or, or more, uh, what they would call thoughtful and reflective. Right. But again, that might be an inaccurate description. It might be more that you calculate more deeply all the ramifications of something and intuition might mean you just trust your gut and instincts. And th so it's just not a right or wrong. It's just the way that you, function. there will be right or wrong answers for this test, but there's it's only no, three questions. There's only three <laughs> questions and there's no right yeah. or wrong score. 
It just, right. well, we'll see. We'll talk about it more okay. after I give you the test. So, um, uh, uh -oh. okay, listen to the first question and write down your answer and I'll, we'll go over the answers at the end. First question is, so a bat and a ball cost a dollar, 10 cents in total, $1 and one dime, a dollar, 10 cents. And it's a bat. You're buying a bat and a ball. The bat costs $1 more than the ball. How much does the ball cost? So write down your answer and tell me when you're ready to go. Oh, we go one, one by one. Yeah. I'm not going to give you the answer. I'm going to just go into the next question. Oh, okay. Okay. So bat and ball costs a dollar ten. I put I put the question in the chat, and anyone listening can just rewind a little bit and, and hear again. A bat and a ball costs a dollar ten cents in total. The bat costs a dollar more than the ball. How much does the ball cost? Okay, ready for the next yeah. question? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Jay, ready? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, if it takes five machines five minutes to make five widgets. How long would it take a hundred machines to make a hundred widgets? So I'll ask it again. If it takes five machines, five minutes to make five widgets, how long would it take a hundred machines to make a hundred widgets? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I can't do that too much or else it's like a trademark protection, right? Right. Yeah or copyright protection. Uh, ready for the next one? These are all math questions. No. Well, yes, uh, but yeah, but, they're, sort of but is, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're simple math questions, but they, they trigger various cognitive biases. They trigger so, my, you know, hating math, but okay. <laughs> I'm Asian, but I'm bad at math. So you might have a chance. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm Jewish and I go broke all the time. So we're all kind of, <laughs> we're all kind of messed up. <laughs> Right. So <laughs> in a lake, there is a patch of lily pads. Every day, the patch doubles in size. If it takes 48 days for the patch to cover the entire lake, how long would it take for the patch to cover half of the lake? So I'll ask it again. In a lake, there's a patch of lily pads. Every day, the patch doubles in size. If it takes 48 days for the patch to cover the entire lake, how long would it take for the patch to cover half of the lake? This is a serious math questions yeah. right here. This is like a like algebra. The, these according to Steven Pinker, this this is going to conclude. This is going to determine if you guys are rational or not. And by the way, by the way, if you've seen this, it's very interesting. If you've seen this test before, or for anybody listening, if you've done this test before, it has no bearing on whether you answer correctly right now. By the way, there, there's interesting so, study on that. Can you yeah. can you repeat it one more time? Okay, in a, let's let's use a patch of ice instead. That's a little in a lake. There is a patch of ice. Every day, the ice doubles in size. If it takes forty-eight days for the ice to cover the entire lake, how long would it take for the ice to cover half of the lake? Well, it's it's interesting. Uh, also, like just just to put it out there, no Google is allowed. No Google is allowed. <laughs> yes. What? I felt like. Me? But, is that who you're talking to? No, don't, like to, to don't cheat, <laughs> Robin. I'm not. Yeah. Don't cheat. It's not. It no, it's okay. It's okay, Jake. It's okay, Jake. Robin is is very smart, but I've noticed, Robin, you're not the fastest Googler anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think Robin has to pick up the phone, you know, for the I'm not the phone, you know. Yeah, she has. She has to ask Alexa. We would hear her if, if like Alexa was saying, "The lake would go." Yeah. We'll take Papa. the ice. Okay. So ready? 
Here, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say the first question again, and okay. then I'll I'll say the answer, or then you'll tell me your answers. So a bat and ball cost a dollar ten. The bat costs a dollar more than the ball. How much does the ball cost, Jay? Uh, I would say ten cent. Robin. Ten cents. The answer is five cents because I knew there was a, that was a trick question. So so uh uh uh. See, I hate these questions. If if the if the ball costs ten cents and the right. bat costs a dollar more than the ball. That means the bat costs a a dollar ten. Uh, but so why the answer is five cents, cents because so if be the ball costs five, five cents. cents and the bat costs a dollar more than oh, the ball, right. and the, then the bat costs a dollar oh, five, right. and five the ball cents. costs a dollar. It is so the whole thing together costs a dollar ten. So okay. what does that mean? Nothing yet. Nothing yet. Nothing yet. If it takes five machines. Five minutes to make five widgets. How long would it take a hundred machines to make a hundred widgets? What did you put down, Jay? Uh, one Don't minute. change your answer now. How long did it? How, how, what did you put down? Uh, one minute. One minute? Yeah. What? How'd you get? Okay. And, oh wait, and, wait, wait, wait! I could be wrong. Shit. Uh, is no, the... no, 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 Rob, Robin, what did you put down? Wait, wait. Can you change the question again? Didn't you put down an answer? Didn't you write down an yeah, answer? Yeah, I did, but I want to. I want to. No, no. Just tell me okay. your answer first, then I'll read it again. I think I heard it right. I okay. think you. I think you got. You probably got it right, but uh, I think I got. You probably it wrong. got it right. Yeah. What'd you put down? You ready for me? Yeah. I I don't like this. So <laughs> I, I <laughs> I'm not. This is. There's no. There's no bad or good. Yeah. There's right and wrong I, answers, but there's no bad or good. Right. And I'll tell you why in a second. Okay. I think my first but, my okay. first answer is right, but my second answer is wrong. So that's why I think I got it wrong. Right so now, if but, uh, if the machines can make, can you just repeat it? Because if I'm it takes five. If it takes five machines, five minutes to make five widgets. Mm -hmm. So five machines take five minutes to make five, whatever, widgets. Yeah. How long would it take a hundred machines to make a hundred widgets? Okay. So I, I was going to say a hundred minutes. Yes. So most right. people say that. And the answer okay, is. Okay. Okay. I think, can I get, can I, can I, can yes. I say, I say it's five minutes. Yes. The answer is five minutes because what happens is, is that five machines, oh, each machine is making, yeah. each machine is making a widget. And it happens to take them five. Each machine takes five minutes to make a widget. Yeah. Now there's a hundred yeah. machines. You're making a hundred yeah, widgets. Same. Takes five minutes. Yep. Right. Yep. Okay. So now, um, but but by the way, the the most people, eighty percent of the people say ten cents for the first question, which is what you said, and eighty percent of the people say a hundred minutes, which is what you I'm guys just said. Just like a normal person. Yeah. No, you're right. not a normal person. You're well, like everybody. And and also like I think. I think the reason why I changed my answer to one uh, minute is because I did, I did, uh, I did like a math thing. Okay, it's five machines take five minutes, so that's like one machine yeah, you take did, one minute. Yeah, I did, you did way too, too much, much math. math. Yeah, I did okay. too much math. In yeah. a lake, there is a patch. Uh, there's a patch of ice. Okay, it's a small little patch, but every day the patch doubles. In, the the patch of ice doubles in size. If it takes forty eight days for the patch to cover the entire lake, how long would it take for the patch to cover half of the lake? Jay. Uh, I have two. I have two. I have two answer for this, but I don't know which one is right. Uh, I I would say twelve. Why twelve? Uh, because it's double in size, so it's it's not it's not constant. So it's 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 linear, right? Okay. So it's you have to power square of power or whatever. It's and called. and and Robin, what do you say? I'm gonna say what twenty four or like eighty percent of the people are gonna say twenty four. Okay. Uh, let me see what the common answer is on that one. Uh, I mean, yeah. I'm just it so okay. The intuitive answers to these questions that system one gives uh, are 10 cents, 100 minutes, and 24 days. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. 
The patch doubles in size every day. Okay, that's the key phrase. So actually, I'll give you right. another chance to, to think about this for a second. Um, if it, it's doubling in size every day, the patch of ice, oh, and in 48 days, it covers the entire lake. So how many days would it take for the patch to cover half of so the lake? it would be 12 days. No. No? no uh... 47 days. Because on the 47th day, it's half the size of the lake, and then it doubles every day. Yeah. So on the 48th day, it covers the entire lake. So double in size. So, so on the 47th, imagine on the 47th day, it's already half the lake. Then right. So, so the, size and remember, every day it doubles in size, right. the, the patch of ice. Oh. So if That's on the 48th day, it's yeah. the entire lake, and you're asked how many days would it take to cover half the lake, yeah. well, on the 47th day, it's half the lake, and it's about to double again. Right. So that, we'll then it would cover the entire lake on the 48th day. Yeah. So, so, so I like did a mistake. Yes, yeah, so on 47. Yeah, no, so 47 days. days is the answer. How yeah. long would it take for the patch to cover half the lake? 47, because on then it doubles again and it covers the whole lake on the 48th day. Yeah. So I think too much. So, so I think too much. That's why I'm like, that's why I I put too much math in it. I'm like, okay, so that it's not. It's but wait, not Jay, if you put too much math in it, how come you didn't get the correct answers? <laughs> oh wait, you got the exactly. you got the correct answers on number two. Uh, you got the correct answer uh, on number two. Like after I thought about it, after I thought about it, I thought after I read read way too long. By the way, this is all in English. That's like second language to me. You know, if it's Chinese, maybe I'll get it better. Are, we, are you making excuses, Jay? Just, I mean, just take it. I, yeah, I'm taking okay. it, but I think I think the, the 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 last question. I think I do too much math, and then I at the end I still like doubt myself a little bit because I'm like, if it takes twelve days, it would be take it would be way bigger, uh, you know, of a patch of ice on those forty eight days. So I I know I'm gonna be wrong at that the questions ready, you know. Wow. Uh, but but I'm very this consistent, so that's good. You know, like like again. This measures, it doesn't really measure anything. It's not like related to IQ or anything like that. It just measures how much um, right now you're using system one thinking, which is more the fast intuitive versus calculating and, and, and really, you know, checking your answer and thinking about, you know, were, were you reflective or just this was your gut? And so it makes sense. If a bat and a ball costs $1.10, the bat costs a dollar more than the ball, how much does the ball cost? 10 cents seems like the right answer because then you add a dollar it's a dollar ten, but then right. you have to you have to actually read it over and say, oh wait, no. The if the ball costs ten cents, that means the bat costs dollar ten. You add a a dollar to the price of the ball, and that means the total would be a dollar twenty instead right. of dollar ten. So five cents plus a dollar five is a dollar right. ten, and then you know you have to kind of do an, a little extra step of thinking, and because right. uh, uh, the, the correct response requires you to use system two thinking and. Yeah. The incorrect response is more the intuitive or, you know, you're not really reflecting on it. You're just, this is your gut, uh, right. talking and yeah. you know, it's only three questions. Does it work? It does, it does tend to be correlated to various, you know, statistical thinking. Do people understand statistics and probabilities? Like, so for instance, um, it's correlated to people who have a cognitive bias of sunken cost fallacy. So if I, let's say you're starting a business and you invest a million dollars in it, you're, 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 or let's say just you invest $5,000 in it, you're very unlikely to shut down that business because you already invested money. You, you don't want, you feel like you lose the money if you stop that business. And that's what's called sunken cost fallacy. If it's not a good business, you know, don't throw good money after bad. Bad money, 
or or like for instance in people have this cognitive bias let's say if you bought an apartment in st louis and someone wrote an article st louis is dead forever here's why you're going to be very upset because you have sunken cost fallacy because you've invested you've invested in the city and yeah you can't be wrong your brain doesn't want sure. you to be wrong so you'll get very upset and maybe even angry at the person who would write such a foolish article about St. Louis. See, so, that's why I never own anything. Like if you didn't own anything, you wouldn't be angry at I, anything. I, you know? I agree. I think there's a, there's a trade-off, but you know, also being aware of these cognitive biases, you know. Who makes up these the names to these cognitive biases? I mean, it's kind of funny. I don't know. Let's read, uh, let's, let, let me go to the cognitive bias <laughs> list. I mean, like. <laughs> yeah. Cog- I, I I I mean now that now that you mentioned it, I'm kind of curious. I think it's just, is it created by one individual? I think I think it's created by like a list of people. Well, a, a lot of them are named by Daniel Kahneman and his partner um, Amos. Uh, yeah, Amos uh, Tversky. Uh, but let's see. So here's there's various types, but here's like. Um, what about? I wish I was you. Cognitive biases. Can we just make it very simple? It's called jealousy. Yeah, <laughs> the jealousy bias. The jealousy. Yeah. No, I wish I was you bias. I thought there was a bias like that, right? I, I wish I was you bias. <laughs> I don't I know. Just made it up. Oh, here's a list of biases. Hold on a second. Uh oh. I like to watch my uh. wife fail. Bias. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did not fail. Yes, it's totally true. Airbnb has changed my life. If anything, they have made my life so much better. Like I used to live in Airbnbs. I I lived in over 100 or 200 different Airbnbs over a three-year period. And I loved it. I I became a really good guest of Airbnbs. And I got to know lots of hosts. So when I initially owned a house, I, of course, the first thing I thought was I'm going to turn my house into an Airbnb because I travel a lot. So why leave my house unused when I can make a side income by letting others Airbnb my house or come to stay in my house as guests and having my own Airbnb or or being a host for Airbnb has allowed me to do just that. And I've met other hosts. I've actually spoken at Airbnb's host conference. I think it was in 2017. I met so many just nice hosts. It's a great community. And I love, you know, turning my own home into an Airbnb. Like I'm traveling to Austin next month. My home's going to be an Airbnb while I'm away. And I'll stay in an Airbnb. I'd rather stay in like a three-story house Airbnb than in one tiny hotel room in, in the middle of Austin during South by Southwest. So listen, while you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who are just letting their house sit empty, who've never thought about it or didn't realize their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra money. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, then you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio, and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Daylight savings time is starting up again. Okay, podcast is over. That's all you needed to know. But why do we have uh, daylight savings time? Answer, to give us more daylight from March through November. By setting your clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day that initial, when we initially start daylight savings. But if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner. There's only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100-plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. This is such a brilliant idea for a business, and ZipRecruiter did it. So ZipRecruiter's smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. I've used ZipRecruiter particularly as a potential employee, and I still to this day get messages every day. James Aldacher, would you like to apply to be VP of entertainment at NBC or whatever. So there's just nonstop emails. Like I got five or six emails today because of because a year ago I signed up for ZipRecruiter. So spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash James. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Okay, here's here's one that's interesting. This one's called ambiguity effect. The tendency to avoid options for which the probability of a favorable outcome is unknown. So if you have to make a decision, this is why, like, if you have to make a decision about, like, you ever have a fight with your girlfriend or boyfriend where you can't pick what movie like there's there's a hundred movies in the video store or on the channel all of them are probably pretty good you can't but you can't tell which one's better you cannot you literally cannot pick a movie to watch yeah or if like you have to go to uber eats and pick a restaurant or what kind of food do you want mexican thai japanese american or new orleans like they all sound pretty good like a first world problem right so bias Well, you can use this, let's say it's a conference and for whatever reason, you're the last person giving a talk. Um, you can use ambiguity bias by saying, Hey, let's give a round of applause for all the great speakers who appeared before me and everybody applauds. And then suddenly people, this is a kind of ambiguity bias. People will will forget everybody else and will think of your talk as the best talk by the time you're finished. Right. So, so that, it, it, it kind of is a public speaking trick. Right. Uh, There's also another uh, bias going to it, right? It's like an in-group and out-group. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah. So then in-group bias is, okay, remember <laughs> when, I don't know how many people saw the movie Eight Mile, but remember when Eminem said, uh, uh, everybody in the 313, put your hands in the air and follow me. So 313 is the area code of kind of the poor area of Detroit, the, the Eight Mile area. And so instead of, so his entire audience is black and he's white. And so he kind of changes the group by saying, Hey, it's not that we're black or white. It's that 
were 313 or not 313. Right. And the guy he's competing with in the rap contest is black, but not 313. He's a rich kid. And that's how Eminem kind of like, he uses in-group bias. He doesn't, I don't think he uh. consciously knows this, but he's using in-group bias to get everybody on his side versus his opponent in the rap contest. Yeah, so it's just like the example that you just used, right? So when when you say like, "Hey, clap for the rest, of the the other people," the the, the other people are sort of like the out group now, and then the right, group right. you yes. and the audience. It'd be kind of interesting to figure out how to um, when someone uses that certain bias or a bias towards you, how to unravel it, or do you know what I mean? Like going through these yeah. biases and seeing, okay, well, somebody does that bias, then this is what you should do. Well, I think, I think awareness, kind of a cool thing. I think awareness does it. Like if you kind of are really aware, Hey, one trick this guy might do is in group bias, even but though they don't I, really I, know that they're doing it. Right. But like, yeah. if you, if you're the audience and you kind of are aware, I think that can help a little bit, but you have to be like really aware all the time. Um, yeah, because a lot of time, like I felt like that, that's, that's when the, persuasions technically comes in too like because like, a lot of time you just think about how to persuade people and try to like negotiate with people right yeah. so like you like all the biases might not in your mind when you are doing negotiations like you might have a couple biases in mind but not all of them there's another one called the recency illusion which is like if you're a lawyer you always want to make the last closing argument because people have a bias to think more about the last person who spoke. So, you know, some people, some people is very obvious. Some people like they always just believe whoever the last person they spoke to. So if you're, if you're like pitching a business to a bunch of venture capitalists, you kind of want to be the last one pitching for the day. Uh, and then they'll think about your, your, uh, project more than they'll think about the other ones. Right. I felt like that's that's good on dating too. Let's say like that in the bar, there's like one girl and there are a couple guys right there talking to that girl. You have to be like the last one to show them like you are alpha male, then talk to the girl at, at the last one. You know? Yeah. So like think about you. Sorry about all those losers you just had to yeah. speak to. Uh, now you get to speak to me. Uh, yeah. Well, well, the thing is, it's this is this also works on casting too. It's funny because uh, when I when I do theater productions back in Malaysia. Uh, like when when I cast people, like I generally would think about or thought about like uh, a few uh, contestant that's like really really like towards the end, like not so much in the beginning or not so much in the middle, unless they're like really 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 good. Or talented. And here here's here's one that is very common: uh, survivorship bias. So let's say you notice that every actor in Hollywood is really good looking. You think to yourself, "Well, I'm good looking, so I'm going to go to Hollywood and be." a great actor. I mean, like, look at me, I could probably be, I could probably win five Oscars. I'm so good looking. And you know, as, as Robin will attest I, and you I guys, know. I don't know if you've ever thought I you could agree. go to Hollywood. I don't know if you would succeed or not, but I definitely would succeed. Wait, hold on. Have you, have you looked at my skin color and my ethnicity? I'm pretty sure I can succeed in, in this uh, day and age. You yeah. Know? If the movie was crazy rich Asians, but uh, <laughs> maybe no, crazy boy. But, uh, you know? but so survivorship <laughs> bias though, is that there are probably uh, many more good-looking people who went to Hollywood thinking they could be a, be a good actor, but didn't succeed. So we don't really know all the numbers of good-looking people. They're called failed. narcissists, right? Yeah. Well, all of them probably are, but who knows? <laughs> I've had some very good actors who weren't so good-looking. Uh, actually, it's kind of if I, if I you look at all the actors. Against you, actually. It, well, if, if you Especially look at all the actors who who have been on the podcast, 
most of them probably have not that been good that good looking. Well, if you think about it, it's uh Willem Dafoe good looking. Um, he's a pretty good actor. Yeah, no, I think I he's think. got I think he's got he's good looking. Like Robert Daniro, is he is he good looking? It's more like he has that mafia type of type of like style. Just like character. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and this is one we've it's come up in another podcast many times, the Ben Franklin effect. So this one is a person who has performed a favor for someone is more likely to do another favor for that person than they would be if they had received a favor from that person. So that's That's from Ben Franklin. Yeah. So like Ben Franklin didn't the guy who who hated him, Ben Franklin didn't do a favor for him. Because that guy might have, would have hated him more. It's like, oh, this low life is doing a favor for me just to get me to like him. But instead, Ben Franklin asked for a favor. He asked if I could, he could borrow a book from the guy. The guy lent him the book. And then after that, he liked Ben Franklin. Because is this? it's using this bias that a person who has performed a favor for someone is more likely to do another favor for that person. And the, and the base of that is their brain is telling them, oh, you're the kind of person who does favors for Ben Franklin. So the brain doesn't usually go against itself. And so and it makes if you're them not feel doing good about themselves. Yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah, like, is... uh, like they ask for a favor because they have status. So, so right. a lot of these things are related to kind of thinking, you know, humans are a tribal animal. And That's so, right. and they so want anyway, to, and you attract the people that, I mean, people want to be around other people that make them feel good or just give them that special feeling. Yeah. Special. Yeah, exactly. So anything you can do to give someone status, they're going to think kindly on you. Oh, this is this person agrees with my internal sense that I have a lot of status. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh so anyway, um and then there's the Lake Wobegon, I don't know how to say the word, Lake Wobegon effect that I think uh, Garrison Kyler came up with, which is this is called illusory superiority overestimating one's desirable qualities and under underestimating undesirable qualities relative mm-hmm. to other people. So for instance, this is the nine out of 10, uh, drivers think they're better than average or me thinking me pretending I'm thinking I'm good looking. So, <laughs> wait, uh, wait, but, but it's always meeting ones like yourself or other people. Um, uh, it's, it's yourself or it could be other people. It could be like yeah. everybody in my town is really smart. So, or every, yeah. every, every parent thinks their child's a genius. I thought about that when I lived overseas, when I was living in other countries, I would right. be like, oh, I can't wait to get back to the U.S. I mean, they don't do that in the U.S. Well, like, the in US a very so common one though, is a very, it's very common among parents. Every parent thinks their child is like a, a, a hidden genius somehow, and it's going to be realized yeah. at some point. Whereas most children really are not geniuses. Yeah. So, or, or you're in a dis, dysfunctions uh, relationship. You think your partner is like really good looking or a good person. Maybe it's not. Yeah, right, right. Okay, this is a great one. And this will be the last one I go with. The, this is called the Ikea effect. The tendency... To, and this is, this is really Ikea genius. Effect. Like okay. I always ask myself, oh, I, I can't stand Ikea because I can't stand... You have to put everything together. Like why can't right. they just sell it all put together? But, here, but they use it for a reason. Because there's the this it's it's name this bias is named after IKEA. The tendency for people to place a disproportionately high value on objects that they partially assembled themselves, such as furniture from IKEA, regardless of the quality of the end product. So even if it's like a crappy table, if you put it together, you think it's like the best table that in the world. Work for me. 
That, that, I don't. I definitely don't have that one. Right, well, but like the you, you, you put me together, and <laughs> well, look at what happened. Like, I'm like, just a wreck all the time. I think that's. That, I think that's for millennial or or, or, or yeah. like they call it the zoomer because like it's all about the experience, right? It's all about the experience. It's not about the quality. It's about but the by the way, it doesn't mean you want to put things together. It just means once you put something together. You you then think it's better than it actually is. Yeah, yeah, because you did it yourself. You're like, yeah, this is my pride, I don't my have pride that. of my son. That's so, I Robin, like when you cook something, you don't think it's like if you cook no. pasta, you don't no. think it's better than no, someone don't. else's pasta automatically. Yeah, you don't you don't do that. I don't think you do that. And when um, I do something that I think I'm not doing a very good job, I mean, I I'm the first one to say, oh, I really suck at this. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'm I'm the same too. Like when I did something, I'm like, ah, oh, this sucks. And I just like, yeah. ah, I'm not going to do it again. Because, yeah. you know, the thing is, is like, I always want to grow and learn. And if, if you, if you have all these different biases, you're never going to grow. Yeah. I think some biases are good. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. But I mean, we have some may have more of it than others. Yeah. I think if you well, have, I, if you have it strongly, you're not going to learn. Right. Cause you think right. you're well, great. I, yeah, I do think that like the 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 last uh, the last couple biases that James uh you know mentions, those are the new biases. But I think the original, the original twenty five biases, as I think it's twenty five <laughs> original twenty five biases, it's like what we subconsciously has, and then the the later one, it's more like what the people nowadays have. So you might not have it, I might not have it. No, no, I think I, I think all these biases, these go back to just renamed. These are going. <laughs> these go. This goes. Think about it. This goes back to like being cavemen. Like if you built yeah. your little hut, okay, th this gives you, you get pleasure from it. So this right, gives you, right. you're more likely to participate in the, the function of building the hut instead of letting someone else do it because you're more proud of when you do it. Right. And well, so all like of these, like, I don't think this is like generation related. These are like, th these really? biases are what it means mm -hmm. to be human is to have these biases. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I felt like the IK effects are so tied to ego too. You know, if you have high, huge ego, you might I think most more inclined are. to have those. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're you're right, but we all kind of have yeah egos. Kinda have like you kind of have to you you kind of that's the thing. Ego is not necessarily a bad thing unless you're egotistical, like it's too much. Like ego is just like if if you think you can't do anything, if you have no ego, then you won't do anything. So right. Um, oh, this one happens all the time. It's hindsight bias. So. Uh, yes. People say I knew it all along. After uh, they see past yeah. events as being predictable, so I remember. I'll tell you one little story, and then I'll, and then that, that'll be it. So one time I was visiting Bernie Madoff at his hedge fund. A friend of mine worked there, and I, and I wanted to raise money from Bernie Madoff for my own hedge fund. So I went to the the meeting, but on the way to the meeting, several of my friends who were hedge fund managers called me and said, "Hey." can you see if Bernie Madoff will take our money like to, so we can invest with him? He doesn't take anybody's money. He's very exclusive about which money he takes. And of course we knew, we knew later because he didn't want sophisticated investors doing due diligence on him. But afterwards I called every one of those people after, after the scam, you know, it was a $60 billion Ponzi scheme. After it was revealed, I called all of those people afterwards and they said, there's no way I could have called you and asked for that because I knew along that he was a fraud. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, I, your phone number is in my phone. Like I see that you called me on that day when I was about to visit him. And I remember you asking, 
why you know why would you why else would you call me? You didn't say, oh, Bernie Madoff's right. a fraud. No one said that to me. You say you asked if uh if you could get into if I could find out if you could get into his fund. So you called me right That's before so I met funny. with him. But nobody would admit that. Everybody no. said, oh, we knew it all along, and nobody knew uh, it all along. Otherwise, he right. would have gone to jail earlier. So exactly. Anyway, the cognitive reflection test. Both of you guys are, are <laughs> well. You're not a guy, Robin. You're my wife, and Jay, you're. <laughs> producer of this I extraordinary think I'm, podcast. I'm, I'm the system 2.5. I'm system two times, you know, times <laughs> right, five times. Right. Think too much. You use so much system two that you convince yourself of the wrong answers. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what bias is that? <laughs> That's system and and uh I'm system, system two biased. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you I'll tell you this. Uh when I after having COVID, when you have that brain fog, I felt like I was using much more gut or intuitive thinking than reflecting because I couldn't think. So I would use my gut to tell me things. Yeah. But so that's the cognitive reflection test. Try it out at cocktail parties, use it on your <laughs> friends, make them feel like shit and act really smart when they don't know the answers. And this is this, the other name for this podcast is how to make friends and influence people. So <laughs> thanks everybody. Thanks Robin and Jay for taking the test. And thank you. I'll thank you for putting later. Yes. Yeah. Robin, I'll see you in three minutes. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.